Welcome to, uh, this is episode 45 of a podcast with Goat. I'm your host, Drew Goche. We don't have Maz with me today, but that's okay, because we have a um, longtime friend of mine, longtime um, podcast listener, and um, like model extraordinaire, incredible photographer, and I knew her growing up as the girl who sang absolutely everywhere. So we have a uh, <laughs> f- longtime friend, Brittany Hebern. What's up? What's up, dude? I don't know. I thought I'd have a cooler like response to that, but I, I'm apparently not very cool <laughs> at speaking. So there's that. Well, that's okay because it's just <laughs> a conversation between me and you, and maybe if some people will listen, so we'll see. <laughs> it's good. I uh, listen, so like. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I guess our podcast dictate the length of your workout. You said earlier, which made me laugh. They do. I like throw on the podcast and go for a run, and sometimes I'm like okay, Drew, please stop talking because as much as I'm interested, <laughs> I don't want to run anymore. <laughs> Dead serious. So, yeah. Well, you might not listen to this one because I always think it's really weird to hear my voice. Though, with you being um, in the entertainment industry, you're probably kind of used to it, eh? Uh, it's my biggest fear and my biggest, like... Is it really, Britt? I, I hate it. I've always hated it. I cringe at myself when it comes to, like, watching myself in music videos or on TV or in commercials or like even in print, I'm just kind of like, Oh, okay. I don't know how I feel about that. You give off this like such confidence. Like that's crazy to me. Yeah. It, it took me a very long time to be okay with even my like talking voice. Like I would record, it sounds ridiculous, but I would record myself on like even my voicemail on my phone. And I'd probably sit and have a panic attack for like 10 minutes and be like, Oh my gosh, I sound ridiculous. Just like do the automated one. Cause you sound stupid, but it's, yeah, I don't know. But then you're like, when it makes you insert your name, you're like second guessing about how you pronounce Brittany. Brit, Brittany. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I sound like I've never said my own name before. And it's like, yeah, but I think <sighs> that happens with everybody. Um, I hope so. It's not just me. Yeah, well, no, it's not you, trust me, because I think I sound like a Muppet on the phone. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Growing up, you were always known for singing. I mean, I can think of multiple times where I was at, like, Ridgefest and you sang. Um, I can think of times where um, you were at bars singing and that was going to be your thing and that was what you were going to do. Your... I would think your path has maybe changed a little, but we'll get into that. But let's keep in in talks with the confidence. Do you think since you were on stage at such a young age, singing and performing at all these places, that it give kind of gave you some confidence and life skills that you use now? Oh, absolutely. Um, I suffer from severe, severe, severe social anxiety. Um, and I guarantee you 99% of people that have met me would never know. No, um, I, I've no. what do you in... mean? I've known you for like most of my life. I would have never thought that. Yeah, no, it's like a, a panic attack to like ask the waitress where the bathroom is. Like I'd sooner pee my pants than ask where the bathroom is or like walk around and look by myself because I'm so afraid. Like, I don't even know what the fear is. It's like, are people watching me? Are people like, oh my gosh, that girl doesn't know where the bathroom is. I don't know. But that's my brain just plays all these weird it it's, goes deeper than that, but uh, just as like an example, um, I don't know. It's always so funny because I have to be that face when I'm doing most of my jobs, even with photography. Um, I'll be out shooting and I'm 
so anxious to talk to the client, especially if it's not someone I know. I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what did I just say? Did that make sense? Um, do I sound crazy? Um, so I usually actually just like point it out right away. I'm like, by the way, I'm super socially anxious. So I'm sorry if I sound like a crazy person. They usually laugh it off and don't believe me. But um, and then I worked in the wine industry for like four years. So I was up front in retail and that was like my biggest nightmare for the longest time. But I adjusted, I learned. And I think being on stage with music kind of gave me that. Um, yeah, like I, I still beat myself up when there's a memory that sticks of a time where I made a mistake on stage or I forgot the lyrics or I did this or I did that. And it, it haunts me in a weird way, but it gave me the confidence to be like, okay, you can have this conversation. You can do this. You can talk to these people. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But you guys were on stage a lot as kids. Like, oh, even, yeah. Even the, your brothers. Like, I remember us, like, uh, this it's weird how memories stick. But I remember this time at Ridgefest where, like, you did a majority of, like, a sh performance or a show. And then, like, Mikey <laughs> did a song and Connor did a song. And I, I, I want to think that one of them was, like, Great Balls of Fire. Oh, 100%. So, was it? my, like, oh, yeah, it was. Connor used to do Jerry Lee Lewis all the time. And Mikey <laughs> used to do Elvis. That's right. And that's right the videos still haunt them um like their girlfriends have seen most of the videos and they i would love kick to see out of it <laughs> i would love to see young um, Mikey and connor going at it um oh yeah it was hilarious we used to have to bribe him to go out because he didn't want to do it <laughs> really at a certain age he was finally like this is not cool i don't want to do this but <laughs> um it was awesome you guys had and a little off topic you guys have really awesome parents in order to support you to do all that sort of stuff. And, and oh my I mean, it never seemed like your parents really pushed you guys to do it. Like, I think for the most part, you guys wanted to. But I mean, like, I, I never really put this together. And maybe it's because I'm now looking at things differently because I'm a bit of an adult. But like, your parents were truly awesome. Oh, yeah, they were fantastic. They were always supportive. Um, if there was ever something we didn't want to do, it depended on how we had committed to it, whether they made us follow through or not. Um, you know, I committed to when I was a kid church choir and then I decided I didn't want to go to church anymore. And they were like, no, you got to finish out until like whatever we were working on at the time was done. Um, cause you've committed, but there were certain charity gigs that they were like, you know, I didn't, like the organizer or someone that was in the lineup and they wouldn't make me do it. They never made me do anything, but I just, I really enjoyed it and they always supported whatever I decided. Um, sometimes they had to strong arm my decisions as a, a kid. I didn't necessarily know what I was talking about when it came to, especially wardrobe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had some pretty weird outfits when I was like 13. So no, I don't, I don't, I always remember you being like pretty well dressed. So I don't know about that. That was my mom. Was that Cheryl? <laughs> was that all Cheryl? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so. When did you realize that maybe music wasn't necessarily a career path? And is this kind of when you started to work on your photography? So it's kind of an interesting topic. It's a very like technically long-winded answer, but I'm going to kind of condense it. Right. Um. I won't say that music's not a career path. We'll touch on that kind of detail of that later if you're interested. Yeah, of but course. short answer, um, it just started to be not fun. 
And it started to be a real source of anxiety, a real source of depression. It wasn't going where I wanted. Um, the industry itself, especially for a female vocalist, isn't easy. It's not one of those dream jobs that people think it is. Um, I, I wouldn't trade any of my years in the industry, um, but there's a few things I wish I'd known or like had a mentor for that would have changed some of my decisions along the way. Um, and like, you don't, you don't just miraculously get noticed or picked up by a label. Um, you pay your way into absolutely everything. If really? you want to record an album, I mean, like I got really lucky being able to record with your dad. Right. But I mean, a fully produced album with people playing on the tracks is like tens of thousands of dollars. Um, a music video minimum budget has to be five grand, like bare minimum budget. Come um, on. It's insane. And then you've got, you've got to know every song that's out there. Um, and you've got to be able to play it till you hate it because you just get the same request over and over and over and over and over again. Um, if I had a dollar for every time I was asked to play, like, whose bed of your boots been under by Shania Twain, I would probably be a millionaire if I took, like, a dollar for every time someone asked me. Hey, that's um, one slaps. It does, but <laughs> you, you start to hate it after a while. <laughs> and, like, most bars want covers that people know. Yeah. Um, my my go-to is Rocket Man, or, sorry, Piano Man. Oh, Piano Man. Oh, my gosh. Everybody loves you. That <laughs> Yeah. They hate when me. you request that they're like every oh, time gosh. there's a live museum i'm the drunk guy going play piano man oh no well at least it's not um sweet home alabama or like stairway to heaven because oh, stairway to heaven i don't have the attention span for yeah <laughs> i'm a millennial yeah <laughs> uh, yeah well but like it it got to the point where some bars had set list that you had to follow so you had to include like as a female artist x number of taylor swift songs x number of carrie underwood songs and i was like oof i don't want to sing any of that um i hope it was old taylor swift and not this new shit yeah i'm talking like when she first came on the scene um I, i'm not a fan of any of it to All be right. honest but <laughs> <laughs> yeah um you had to like there were some gigs you had to fight to get paid. You had to go in after and they're like, well, we had a slow night tonight, so we're going to cut your pay. I'm like, I got five other guys I got to pay. And right. they're only here because they agreed on X amount. So, you know, you don't want to fight to be paid. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, yeah. So the industry just is more difficult than, I don't know, than people expect. And I, I wasn't, feeling happiness anymore and I wasn't feeling the reason I started singing um but I am working on some things right now in the music field Are so I've really? kind of pulled away covers yeah I'm working on some originals and fingers crossed I'll have uh like an EP at least out soon Ooh. um yeah we'll plug that for so. you we'll launch it up on the Instagram story amazing um <laughs> Okay, so you you struggled with the music industry and just it seems like not so much necessarily the music, just the bullshit. It yeah, it's right? it's a lot of that. It's a lot of not doing what you want to do. And at the time, it was a lot of 
well, you're a country artist. You can't do anything else. And I was like, but I like grunge. I like rock. I like punk. I like other things that I want to put my own spin on. I like trying to write originals. And they were like, no, we don't want any of that. You're either country or you're out. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> That's awkward. So was it yeah. around that time you started to focus on like photography and really honing your skills? For sure. Cause photography was something at the time that had absolutely no boundaries for me. And like, I've been shooting since I was 13. Um, like travel photography when I started traveling kind of internationally. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like my first trip to Europe in high school and I, I did some traveling in the States before that. And I, like, I've always kind of had a camera in my hand ever since I was a kid. Um, and then I think when I was about, I want to say grade eight, there's like this fad where every single girl my age had like a little tiny pink like Kodak camera that you like slide in your back pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I had something similar. It wasn't pink, but even I had one. <laughs> but yeah, and everyone had one. So I asked for one for my birthday and my dad got me like a DSLR and I was like, uh, I don't know what to do with this. He's like, read the manual. <laughs> well, well, it's a little Typical more than that. Mike answer. I love it. Yeah. He's like, you've always loved photography. So just use it, do something with it. And then I ended up loving it. And then it got to be kind of a chore because you're always lugging around this like giant camera with all these lenses. But I can't imagine traveling without it. Like, I don't think I could go on vacation and not bring it. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I've upgraded since then. That one was a blessing for how light it was because <laughs> I've upgraded like heavily since then. And my gear weighs, I don't even want to explain how much it weighs. It's crazy. I'm sure it's um, ridiculous. Yeah, but. And uh, I mentioned this a little earlier. I do have this weird, vivid memory of me, you, and your brother, Mikey, in your parents' um, living room, and you had just gotten a new camera. And I don't know why that that stuck with me. It's probably like, I don't know why Connor sang Great Balls of Fire um, or why I remember Connor singing that. But um, it's it's just weird. And when I was going through all these questions, I was just trying to think about like you and your family and um, and kind of like my time at your house and, and everything. And I was like, whoa, I, I do have this weird memory. So like I 100% like it's not bullshit. Like you always had a camera. Always. Yeah. It, it's one of those things that kind of stuck with me and I never ended up hating it. <laughs> there are a lot of hobbies I picked up and I was like, Oh, I hate this now I'm done with it. But, uh, which is <laughs> terrible, <so> but <laughs> as soon as it starts to become work, I just don't enjoy it. And in my mind, I don't put as much effort into it once it becomes real work. Yeah. Um, and I mean, photography is absolutely work. Do not get me wrong, but it's work that I enjoy. So it's worked out that way for me. Not to mention, you were also like the Photoshop queen. And I don't even <laughs> think it was Photoshop. It might have been like paint. Oh, or, it was some you, weird bootleg yeah, program. Yeah, it was. You showed it to me and I downloaded it. But And, and I think we uh, you were showing me how to make stuff from MySpace. Yeah, it was MySpace, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I used to, yeah. I used I'm to so glad like, I remembered that. Fuck oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> I used to do like HTML coding and I used to like make people's MySpace pages from scratch. Right. So I learned how to use this. I don't even remember what it was called. It was some like Photoshopping program, but it was some free bootleg one forever ago. Oh my I just goodness. remember they had, you could make a whole bunch of like stickers. 
like yeah, there's like stickers. a whole bunch of yeah, like stickers. Like I don't know why I think lightning bolts, but <laughs> oh, for sure, it was like the emo MySpace. Yeah, thing. yeah, totally, one hundred percent. A scene kid. I no. was not a scene kid. Uh, I had a face, <laughs> but um, when I look at your photography, I personally and and I think this is me with art overall. I really love landscape and nature photos, but what I love about your photo is that the colors are so vivid. So when you're out there with your photos, like you say, you're on vacation, you're doing these different things, is the is color something that catches your eye or is it more of a scenery and then maybe when you're editing color is something you think about afterwards? Totally depends. I mean, so I've tried many different editing styles because I want to offer different things to my customers, especially doing um, like portrait work. But when it comes to landscape and travel photography, like that's why I got into it in the first place. And I remember when I was younger, when I shot in Italy and shot in France, um, the photos I brought back, I didn't know how to edit very well. So I think what I started with was just preserving the natural colors that came through in the shot, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what I try to do with every single subject. Um, I am naturally drawn more toward colorful subjects. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of sunrise, sunset, um, you know, tropical birds. And like Cuba was an absolute haven for me when it came to photography because there's so much color and so much life and vibrancy. And I think that yeah, that's I was just gonna more say, just like, my style. There's the beautiful photo you have of like a – it is it's like a yellow background with like a Cuban lady. Yeah, for sure. I I love that photo. Yeah, she was like a gypsy, and yeah, yeah, I yeah. like kind of I don't know. I I took one of uh, a gypsy lady the year before that in Havana um, against like a darker background, but she had like a colorful head wrap on, and she was smoking a cigar, and it was kind of awesome because she's all done up with her nails and her jewelry. And a cigar. It was awesome. Um, so this lady kind of caught my eye like the following year that I went. So, yeah. That's Colors nice. are just kind of my thing. Um, let's get into Instagram. All right. How important is Instagram for the biz, like for your business? And is it some like it's something you obviously do well, but it must take a ton of effort because I run the podcast Instagram and it's not the world's best Instagram by any stretch of the imagination. Um, there's times like I just get lazy and I'm like, I really don't want to put the effort in. But I feel like that isn't a thought for you. Because your Instagram looks so well put together. Um, your hashtags seem on point. But does it need to be? Like, do you think that's something that's very reliant on now? Yeah. So actually, I really appreciate that feedback because I usually feel like my Instagrams are a disaster. I had three at one point. Um, I had like a travel blog one separate, but I actually just like turned my personal one kind of into that. I cleaned it up a little. Um, it's very difficult to get one off the ground. Like, as you know, from starting this it podcast sucks. one this year, it's terrible. Um, and you have to post to the point where you feel like you're probably annoying. Yes. Um, I'm posting right? six times a week and I feel like I'm driving people fucking insane. Exactly. And I mean, like your followers don't think that way because they're following you for a reason. But right. there's some of my friends that I think follow me and like, I don't know, don't 
stay up on it and it probably drives them nuts when they see like a post a day but Instagram is part of the game for sure when it comes to networking I wouldn't say it's my biggest source of sales um I do get the odd booking through Instagram um but I think more traffic goes through my actual website when it comes to booking really but yeah, like I just got a request from someone in the States that is coming up on vacation and they want to have pictures done and they found my website. Now, so. how do you get your website out there? Because I would see my thought, like we have a website too that we were going to use for merch, but it's kind of become like a like the whole shipping of merch became a bit of a logistics nightmare. Um, right. So our website kind of got put to the side. But I thought you'd use Instagram to promote the website. You do. Um, how else do you like- get yours out there? So with a website, you have to put actual effort in when you put it up into, um, they call it like the SEO um, and like the Google searches. Um, Okay. And there's ways to go in depending on your website provider, but most providers, like I'm just with Wix right now, I'm definitely changing because Wix is not my favorite provider for photography purposes. Um, But you can actually go in and, and, like say which searches you want your stuff to turn up in if that makes sense yeah Um, yeah, yeah. so because i'm servicing not only niagara but also fort erie and toronto and now kawartha lakes for photography um i'm able to adjust my seo settings so that when someone searches local photographers and they're in kawartha lakes or peterborough say i might pop up in the list um And you have to apply to like Yelp. You have to apply to like Yellow Pages. Um, and and you don't just do these things online necessarily. Like some of them actually have to mail you a code in the mail. They have to go through and approve your profile and approve your website and approve all the stuff that you input in order for you to be registered. Um, but the more of those things you register to, the better it is for you to come up in searches. So, Sure. That makes total sense. It's a lot of work. But like there's services you can hire out to do that kind of thing. Um, I kind of I probably could do a better job at it um, if I sat down with someone and learned better what needs to be put in. But but it's a full time job is basically what I'm getting at. Right. Oh, yes. Like you like I would assume you really do spend a lot of time on it. Absolutely. Like Instagram only scratches the surface of marketing Um, and Instagram in itself is not just a matter of like post and you're done there's algorithms that continually change so if you were following one algorithm you know two months ago it might have changed by now and it may not follow the same model you have to convince people to go on and comment on your stuff to make it relevant um it like when people go on and they comment like great or like awesome like one word that doesn't go toward your algorithm um sightings I guess your relevance. Mm-hmm. So it has to be a minimum of five words in the comment to make it relevant, which wow. is insane. And it's continually changing. It used to be that an emoji or something um, or a single letter would make you relevant, but it doesn't anymore. Um, and like people that save your posts, you know how you can hit the little flag button that yeah, saves yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, like bookmark. Exactly. That also adds to relevance because now it's telling Instagram that X number of people saved your post and they think it's important. So you might show up in those uh, top feeds and stuff. 
See, I bookmark so. the shit out of stuff on my personal account. I love You're helping the, I out every love, single person. I love the little bookmark button. Yeah, yeah we love it too. When did you realize that you had a calling for the other side of the camera and uh, this kind of new career as a model? So it's kind of an interesting story. Um, I used to be in beauty pageants when I was younger. And there's always kind of agencies jumping around through those kind of circuits. Um, and I got picked up by an agency when I was 16 or 17. Um, so we're going back. I'm aging myself here, but we're going back 10 years. So the industry was very different. They were a good agency at the time for me to learn on, but I learned all the things that you were wrong do. in that agency. <laughs> well, that too. But there were a lot of things that that agency did that were shady. Mm. Um, and you kind of learn the industry. Now the industry is a lot different. Um, things are more body positive. Things are more this. Expectations are different. Um, and there's more agencies to choose from. And I left that agency, I think when I was maybe 20 and I went self-represented for a few years, which is very difficult to do because people don't like clients don't want to deal with a self-represented person sure. or they want to underpay you because they have no one to answer to. Sure. Right. So they can pay you whatever they feel like paying you. And there's no one to say, Hey, that's not the industry standard. So it worked out for a few things. It was good exposure. It was good stuff to put like in my experience real. And then I got very, um, like self-conscious about my figure and stuff for a few years. Um, so I didn't do much else in front of the camera and I focused on being behind the camera. And then I started doing portraits a handful of years ago. So I started taking my own headshots and I got picked up by an agency. Um, and they're much more well-known and a, like a way better agency than I was with before. Shout them out. Shout them out. Uh, yeah, Orange Model Management. They're Dang. pretty good. They're located in Toronto. Uh, I'm a big fan so far. Uh, we haven't been together very long, but um, I've gotten lots of work out of it so far. Boom. Um, yeah, like commercials, um, advertising. Um, I was just in a shoot for Purolator. So I'll be like in all Purolator stock advertisement. Oh, that's <laughs> as, awesome. Yeah, it's like a random customer. So it's kind of cool. That is pretty cool. Um, yeah, so there's lots coming. It's a lot easier now because a lot of auditions are actually done um, online. Um, like I just sent in a self-tape today uh, for, I think, I forget what company. It's another big company. I don't remember if it's Walmart or Canadian Tire or something. Hmm. Um, and it just they send you like the requirement for the self-tape and you just talk and then you send it in. And uh then that's kind of your audition portion, right? So you don't actually have tight. to physically show up. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad you brought up body positivity because um, you and I had a bit of a talk about it today. Um, most, so, okay, so here is my thought. Most girls now, I think, are content with being Instagram models and maybe posting a little racier photos. Why did you feel the need to get an agency? Um, like, obviously you did it on your own for a while. So you, you've maybe already spoke about that, but um, like, why do you like, and not rely so much on like your body and your Instagram likes and all that sort of stuff. So that kind of like Instagram and stuff only goes so far unless you get picked up by someone big, like as a sponsor, like a swimsuit company or something um, from posting those kind of photos. 
I don't, it's, it's weird. Cause like the Instagram algorithm automatically, as soon as there's more skin in a photo, it, it does better than any other photo. Um, like I'm sure you have yours as a business page, correct? Yep. So you can see the reach and stuff. Yep. So like a reach for just a regular headshot on my page might be 10,000 people and the reach for like a bathing suit shot. It, it like quadruples. Yeah. When I post, when I post Jess on my Instagram, we get like way more (laughs) likes. So females automatically do better than males. Um, I even think animals do better than males unless Um, it's like a half naked GQ model. But my dad does better than all of it. (laughs) When I post Brian, Brian rakes likes. That's Brian, and he's like the best. Yeah, <laughs> but no, you're right. Oh, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. But the uh, body positivity thing is awesome, and I do feel like um, branching off of that, people are starting to post more of that kind of content because they're content with their bodies. And I love that. That I, I'm not saying the stigma is gone um, with how people feel about their bodies, um, one way or another, whether it be they feel like they're too skinny or they're too fat or they're too this or they're too that so many more people are just like this is my thigh gap that I've had and I can't get a booty or my thighs rub together and I'm totally okay with it like everyone's so much more accepting of themselves and I think it's it's a fine line with social media it can be so toxic but it can be so uplifting depending on how you use it so there's always going to be someone out there that tears you down for whatever you post but if you can look past it, there's a lot of people that are like embracing you for what you're posting, I guess. I got you. So. And I mean, like, and to piggyback that, there was an Instagram model with a million followers. I'm sure you heard this story. It was, it was kind of went viral. And she tried selling merch and she had to sell a minimum of six t-shirts in order to like, it was through like fan, not fan joy, um, is it Fanjoy that sells all that merch for like YouTubers and stuff? I think so, yeah. Okay. So she had to sell a minimum of six in order for Fanjoy to cover the cost of printing all this merch and shit. And she, right. could, she had a million followers and couldn't sell six t shirts. Ooh. I don't know crazy? if I heard that. Oh, no. That's it, insane. I'll, I'll try to send you the article. It was a massive thing on Twitter and it went around a little bit. I, a lot of people talked about it. But she couldn't sell six t shirts and she had a million Instagram followers yikes that crazy that's upsetting i mean and that that too like i'm I'm sure some of them were genuine followers but a lot of followers nowadays people are buying there's like bots Bots. go on and buy followers and they're they're empty followers because they don't interact right because a like is not worth constant interaction um that's crazy though isn't that wild Oh my goodness. That's why I count my blessings every day that we have been able to sell t shirts. <laughs> <laughs> but they're dope t shirts, so it's good. Well, thank you. Um what's the final goal? What what's something you want to achieve, whether it's with modeling, photography, singing? Like you're you're definitely a triple threat. Like that there's no doubt about that anymore. But like what do you want to do? What's the plan? So, um, the current plan is to keep shooting. Um, I plan to have a studio so that the winter is not useless season to me 
because I prefer to shoot outdoors. That's kind of my jam, mm-hmm. but I want to get better with indoor lighting and kind of experimenting with, you know, artificial light. Um, it's not my wheelhouse, but I've done a lot of research and a lot of studying and a lot of, you know, YouTube videos and this, that, and the other, um, following other photographers that I know and, uh, kind of just learning tricks of the trade when it comes to indoor lighting. It's a very large investment, like price wise. Um, so that's kind of the big reason I haven't bit the bullet to do it yet. Sure. But now that I'll have a house, I'll have a space to do it and have a studio. Um, so I would like to experiment more with like product photography, um, which I can benefit from having a studio for, um, like real estate headshots, those kind of headshots that people always need. Yeah, sure. Um, other actors and model model headshots. Um, I also, we touched on it before. I plan to release an album of original stuff at some point soon. <laughs> yeah. How soon? Um, How soon? I don't know. So everything's more or less written. Um, my boyfriend writes music as well. Um, he's like really amazing at it so we've kind of gotten away from filling a genre and just are kind of seeing where each song goes because nowadays you can release something on spotify and it absolutely does not matter what genre it is it's going to get out there sure um it's not like before where you had to categorize yourself into something or you like didn't really fit a mold um so now i can just kind of be like yo i'm part folk, part grunge, part country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to think of another trade trademark because yeah, I think that one's sorry. probably copyrighted. Probably get sued for that. Don't use that. <laughs> I spell my name different, so I don't know if that counts. But Yeah, and maybe we could just like pronounce it a little differently. <laughs> yeah, Trademarks we'll are a that. funny thing. We can get around it. We can get around it. I'm sure there's a loophole. <laughs> um, um, that's a big one. I want to stick it out with the acting modeling career because it's kind of my bread and butter right now um it's like paying the bills more than anything else so yeah that's Um, the goal i think any is there any goals for the instagram account any certain photos oh what about skating oh my gosh (laughs) some more skating some more britney skating or what yeah so i'm going the end of september for uh a coaching course so I'll be able to transfer that if I want to coach in the Corthas while I'm up there. Um, yeah, skating is just something I haven't really been able to give up, even though my body's like, yo, you're like 10 years past your timeline here. You need to stop because <laughs> getting out of bed's more difficult every day. <laughs> I've got like busted up knees, a bad back, but I still love it. Um, I'm going on September will be 25 years on the ice. So. Yeah, it's nuts. That's crazy. Yeah, like I wasn't even two years old when I was on skates. It's nuts. That's crazy. I totally understand what you mean about your body and stuff because my knees are absolutely shot from football, so I totally (laughs) understand where you're coming from. And I didn't play football half as long as you played or as you skated. So good for you for keep going (laughs) because I don't think I'd be able to. (laughs) Oh man, it's torture. I skated, uh, let's say, I don't even know what today is. I skated yesterday. Did you? And uh, it was my first time back on the ice in like, I don't know, four or five months. Whew. Regrets. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, <laughs> eh? 
Because <laughs> you go back and you're like, yo, I can do this. And then you wipe out and then you wipe out again. And then you're like, oh, that is going to hurt tomorrow. And it, I did. it did. All I do is play beer league hockey now. But it even like beer leagues killing me. <laughs> but you know what? It's good because the second you give it up for too long. I know. It's so hard to get back. So just like let it kill you. Just <laughs> keep enjoying it. Keep enjoying it while it's still there because once you get like into knee replacements and stuff, oof. I know that's scary. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Britt. You have 100% crushed this interview. Thank crushed. you for having me. I really nope. appreciate it. I was super stoked when we were trying to get this going. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's some more big news with you maybe coming soon-ish, maybe. Yeah, I'm not really at liberty to talk about it just I... yet. I know. I will. So when you are, maybe we do it again and we can hype you up and we can get an exclusive. Yes. I, I will drop a hint that it is uh, TV related. So Boom. Drop Boom. a bomb on them. <laughs> Brittany, you Pretty seriously much. have been incredible. Um, you... You continue to inspire me with your artwork and everything you do. I hope your move goes well. Um, and I hope uh, I, I hope this EP comes out and it absolutely dominates. I will keep you posted on that front because it's going to be probably a few months because we have to move and stuff. But I'm so excited. Oh, my goodness. But after that, it's fair game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Brittany. And have a fantastic day. Thank you so much for having me.